This is Why Not Us Podcast. This platform is the voice for the voiceless. It's a safe haven for the abused individuals that no one believed. Today is the starting of a new series. A cautionary tale by a brave soul. This is the statement put out from the brave soul. This is a cautionary tale for trauma survivors who discuss it openly with new people. Parents of multiple children who might have a favorite out of the bunch parents of children with disabilities, and the importance of taking time off work or using a short or long-term disability policy if your body or mental health takes a hit. If you have a friend or family member who is abusive or sexually aggressive, have tough conversations with them because accountability is needed. And this is the Brave Souls story I'm breaking the rules of the church by doing this that I grew up in you're not supposed to talk about stuff like this um I'm still nervous about identities being found if you can recognize me from any of these stories I'm about to tell I ask you that you please not out people it's something that I'm not ready to face. I'm dealing with it in my own way and in my own way. Uh, I really don't want the public humiliation part of the thing to happen. Um, For sexual violent traumas, there are actually two traumas that take place. There's the sexual violence and then there's the trauma of when you try to tell people who know them or try to get support from people who know them and they refuse to help you. There's the trauma of even in some cases the police not helping you. I've had that happen before. I've gone to the police visibly needing help and they were useless in that situation. Um, I have come up with a wounded bird theory, like when a bird is wounded and can't fly away, they are a higher risk of getting attacked by other predators. And that's why I advise people navigating new relationships to not talk about traumas of the past because sometimes the person you're talking to Uh, sees you as a wounded bird and is going to put you through something as well. I would advise women not to talk about body counts fairly early on or at all if they can because sometimes guys will ask this because they're trying to calculate how much respect you're going to get if you come out against them for doing something shitty to you. Like they're in their head, well, you've been with 10 people, so I can say that you've been with 10 people if you come out against me about something. I would also advise 
parents of multiple children, if you have a favorite, please don't let it show because that creates a lot of insecurities in, in the way that those children will grow up and date and what they will do for approval from people. in some cases. So I was born with a brain injury. I was not thriving growing up. Um, I was the pioneer of the ADD generation and the teachers treated me awful. I wasn't bad or anything, I just couldn't focus. Uh, my mom would, because my, my dad had left, he didn't want more kids and she had me According to him, she had me without his permission, so she would pay pretty much anybody to babysit us. Uh, we had an alcoholic at one point, and then at one point we had a pedophile who molested me for months before my sister caught him. And instead of getting me therapy for that and pressing charges, she punished me really bad for talking about it with anybody. I made the mistake of discussing it with a friend while I was spending the night with her who had been through the same thing. And I came home and I guess the mom called my mom because my mom made me pack all my bags and said that CPS was coming to get me because I talked about it. Uh, I grew up very confused about my sexuality. Um, I had my first, my first and last, I'm claiming that, my very last attempt when I was 13 or 14. I told my mom that she should have stopped after my sister and just not had me at all. And I had to get treatment for that and I wasn't responding to the treatment because they were trying to treat me for a depression but I had a brain injury. Um, around 16 I was babysitting this little baby and his dad started coming around and his dad was, I didn't know at the time he was grooming me, I thought it was my idea. But we got in a relationship and his mom would see him abuse, spit, hit, pull my hair. And then she would say, if you, if you tell the police and my son goes to jail, I'm blaming you. So I lived in fear of anybody knowing I was with this man. He ended up leaving me for another woman and took the baby and I thought I was going to die. I actually passed out in the grass one day trying to make it up the stairs because I had stopped eating. Shortly after that, my mom told, shortly after that, my sister told me that my mom was choking her. Like, um, she had pretty much saved all her abuse for me and my sister was golden child, so to hear that my mom strangled her. Uh, I went to the guidance counselor and they sent the police and the police were like, well, we can arrest her, but you'll end up in a situation worse than you've ever imagined. It's best that you just work it out with her. So we told her if she didn't change, she was gonna lose both of us. And in some ways she got really bad. She got a lot better. And in some ways um, she, does, she does things that no parent would ever do to their children. And my sister has been able to get away, but I'm still kind of stuck with her because I'm now financially dependent on her because I'm disabled. Uh, she controls food, she controls what doctor appointments I go to, uh, she even controls how, how much I eat and what I wear sometimes. Like if she, because I'm overweight, if she doesn't like my outfit, she'll sit there and make me change or I won't be able to go to the doctor appointment. 
anyway, at 18, I was dating a guy who set me up to be assaulted and robbed. Um, they kidnapped me and took me to a terrible part of town. They beat me up and robbed me and left me there. I called a relative and her boyfriend to come get me and take me to the police station after taking me to the hospital. The police accused me of doing something illegal. Why were you on that side of town? If you were buying drugs, we'll find out about it. And I had never done drugs a day in my life. So they were like refusing to help me. Uh, they got me in touch with an investigator or a detective and the detective said, well, your mom's gonna know everything that you've ever done, it's going to come out in court, you'll be the one on trial. I w if you don't want that to happen, I would say don't press charges. Plus, we're having a really hard time locating him. His parents are saying the number you gave us isn't his number, and we can't really find him to serve him with the warrant. So his, yet again, parents, family were covering for him. He had just assaulted and really badly hurt a woman, and they were covering for him. The relative's boyfriend saw what the police did, and he turned out to be a serial rapist because he raped me at knife point. Um, a couple of months later, I had told my relative what he had done, and she kicked him out, and we got a place together, but then she started sneaking in, in her bedroom window at night, and we got into an argument about it. She called me a liar. She said she was going to take his side in court if I pressed charges. And I ended up moving in with my boyfriend at the time, who was well aware of what happened. Um, everything was great at first, but then he started getting weird. Uh, he had a male roommate and a female roommate, and he started, like, telling me, if you don't sleep with him, then you can't sleep in my bed tonight. So I started sleeping in the freezing cold car. My car was broke down. I started sleeping in the freezing cold car at night because I didn't want to sleep with these people. And then one, a couple of times he got really violent and abusive, and I didn't have much of a choice but to have sex with these disgusting people. I was able to get away, but I happened to tell his brother that I wanted to press charges, and his brother was like, you can do that, but our family is going to come after you and stop you until you drop the charges. None of his sentences are very long because the accusers don't show up for court. We stop them. And when I look at his criminal record, he only gets three to five months for violating restraining orders if he even gets that. He sometimes gets probation because the victims are not showing up for court. His family is stalking and threatening them to keep them out of court. Um, shortly thereafter, I was hit as a pedestrian by an SUV and my back got ruined. Um, shortly after that, I had a nervous breakdown on the clock at work in front of everybody because I had started working more instead of uh, taking time to really heal. I thought that if I didn't sleep and if I didn't stop long enough to think, I wouldn't have to think about what I had been through because at this point my PTSD was now chronic or complex PTSD, CPTSD. Uh, shortly after that I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and due to the opioid crisis and the fact that I have a documented mental health issue, they won't give me pain meds. I have to suffer through this with no pain meds. So I would tell everybody um, 
be careful showing favorites, respect people when they tell you something bad about somebody you like because they might be telling the truth. Don't show favorites amongst kids. If you do have favorites, hide it and get a long-term disability plan through your company because disability um, is not reliable in a lot of cases. And have those tough conversations with people because we need to have more tough conversations. Too many people are living in their filth comfortably because people aren't calling them on it. And that's all I have to say. Peace and love.